Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. Troy Anderson will redshirt. Craig Haley will tell us the order of teams nationally in the FCS and a couple more commits. From the state of Montana, it is Tutel and Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hi, great to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. We appreciate all of you. are glad that you are here. Thanks for letting us hang out with you. If you would like to find us on the World Wide Web, you can do just that, 1029ESPN.com. You go listen live all the time via the stream. It's on the Listen Live tab. It's there at the website, and it is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank your opportunity if you want to pick up your phone and call you can do that too 361-3688-361-3688 all guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line tons to get through today it's a jam-packed show we got to be on it we got to keep our pacing up Coulter you know what I mean we got to fly through this thing here today got a lot well I'm already sweating so yeah good Good. Well, that's a great place to start. You don't want to walk into this I, thing dry. I know, you know we can't. Either. We can't delay this too much by 
personal story time. I got to tell you, yes. I had a, quite an experience today. I, I hit up the, the cycle shop today. Okay. Went cycling, got my workout in. It's good. Shout out to my main man, Sean Wren. We act in solidarity. The only two men that go to this place. <laughs> yes. And then we always take the same classes. He's former punter for the Grizz, so a lot of people yep. out here know his name. Um, and then I immediately went to the uh, the Mongolian Grill. I went and got the the old hoo hot. Ah, good for you. Call that nice balance from the from the cycle shop. How hungry you are after a cycling class to then go into hoo hot, which by the way, not busy because you know a lot of understandable reasons why not. So you really can, if you'd like, take laps through the line. Takes a lot. Takes takes a lot. And uh, the way I'm feeling right now, a lot of sweat. But you feel great. Uh, you know it. Uh, it, it's something. It's unique. Let's uh, leave it at here's that. Here's the thing is when you go to that cycling class, you just pour down sweat because that's what you do. But also, when you go to Who Hot, the exact same phenomenon right, takes place. Right, 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 right. Uh, I will say those classes, they're so vigorous that I actually think, even though I did eat a, a healthy portion at the old Who Hot. I, I have no doubt. I still think I, I came out ahead. Good. That's great. Because I think, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I melt more than any human in those classes. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of the, we're in that time of year where you wake up and you walk out of your house a little overcast, a little chilly. You go pants and jacket, little, you know, long sleeve shirt. And then by about 11 a.m., you go, what am I doing? I, I must be the biggest dope on the planet. Uh, let's look at what we got in the show today. Jeff Choate uh, had a Zoom press conference covering basically two main topics. One is the world at large, all the continuing uh, uh, uh protestations that are happening nationwide, the protests in all 50 states that are taking place and what that has meant to him and his football team, and also the announcement of the red shirting of Troy Anderson this forthcoming season. So we will hear from him on both of those topics, and we will get to it. In about a half an hour from right now, Jace Fitzgerald, high school football player from Dillon, another commit from the state of Montana. Again, five total commits thus far in-state going to the Big Sky Conference in, in uh, the state of Montana, all five of those going to Montana State at this time. So Jace Fitzgerald headed to Montana State from Dillon. We will hear from him. Also, his soon-to-be teammate, Elijah Reynolds from Red, Red Lodge, we'll have him on at 5.30. And then, at the top of the hour, how about our buddy Craig Haley? Craig Haley does a great job for Athlon Sports, also Stats, stat, formerly Stats FCS, pulling out like Stats Performance, I think right, it is. Right. And so, uh, a lot of name changes the, over the years. In any case, the uh, Athlon Top 25 preseason FCS poll comes out, and it's an interesting overlay with the Hero Sports poll, which was last week, but Craig Haley, our ESPN roundtable guest, top of the hour today. So tons of, got, tons, tons of folks on the show today. We also will have you. It's a Wing It Wednesday. We got some trivia questions for you. We'll get you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. So that is our show today. Again, off the top, I want to remind everybody, today is the last day that we're going to tell you to do this on the show, which is to go and send in your best golf photos to 200-8184. That's 406-200-8184. Your best golf photo. Tomorrow, Coulter and I are going to go through and select finalists for the stay-and-play package over at the Coeur Golf Resort. A phenomenal uh, package to win uh, a great little golf vacation overnight in the beautiful resort hotel and then a fabulous round of golf at the uh, at the resort golf course the world's only floating green yes you got to take a boat to get to it that's what we're talking about uh, so uh, it's a, 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 a super fun uh, vacation great round of golf and a great little getaway uh, to a place that's not really that far away I mean two hours you're there two and a half hours so uh, make sure though 200-8184 just text in the, uh, the your, your best golf picture 
again, golf in its broadest sense. Uh, so do that today, and uh, and then we will go through some of these uh, uh, finalists tomorrow with you on the social medias. Coulter, Jeff Choate, head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, had his uh, uh, had a press conference today, I guess I should say, a Zoom press conference uh, earlier this, uh, this afternoon, and talked about a number of things, but led off with, what is on everybody's mind, and the you know the, the the backdrop of anything that happens in the country right now is is with with either the narrative directly about it or in the background and overarching it, the protests that are happening uh, across the country in the response to uh, the killing of George Lloyd, and then the greater conversation that this is uncorked and opened wide open, uh, which is I think a very good thing. These these conversations and then. Uh, actions in order to create systems and and modes of equality are absolutely necessary in this country. And also, though, it's creating great unrest in places, and especially when you talk about a football team that has guys from all over the country, all different racial backgrounds, all different socio uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, uh, and and it brings them all together. And that's again one of the things that we really love about it. You asked him about that. We'll hear that here. But he addressed that and answered several questions regarding that as well in his press conference here today. So We'll play that for you, and then we will uh, talk about it a little bit afterwards. So here you go, Jeff Choate, head coach of the Montana State Bobcat football team. You know, I want to start off, and, and I don't—I'm not viewing this as a statement. This is me uh, really just talking about what's going on in our society, and I think that's important. And I hope that you guys appreciate that. Like, um, we're an extension of the greater MSU campus community here as a part of this football program. And I thought Wadid Cruzado, our president, um, released an email yesterday. I don't know how many of you had an opportunity to take a peek at that, but it really was right on with what I really believe, which is right now is a time for us, and especially us, as I look at this screen right now, us who are not people of color, to listen and learn and not be reactionary, not put something out there on Twitter or you know have a huge comment about what's going on in greater society. And so that's what I want, uh, you know, very supportive of what Ed had to say yesterday. And I know Leon is as well. And, uh, you know, racism isn't something we're going to wave the magic wand over and cure. I can say this, and this is a statement, and this is a comment that we use a lot in our program. Right now, you know, we need to stop talking about it and start being about it. And for me to sit here and have a dialogue with you today um, without having a dialogue with our players who I'm here to serve. That's my number one job to serve players. And I love them. I love them. you don't put the kind of time, energy, effort, and uh, and expose yourself to public criticism the way coaches do if you don't love your players and love your job. And I love them all. And I don't care if they're red, blue, black, white, right wing, left wing, gay, straight, I don't care. They're in my locker room, they're my Bobcats, and I care about them. And this is hurting some of these young men right now, and justifiably so. It's a very confusing time, I think, for young African-American men in particular. And so um, we need to wait for them to get back. We've had dialogues about these things within Zoom meetings, but that's not the appropriate time to have a conversation about what our actions are going to be moving forward, and it can't fall on deaf ears. This stuff needs to change. I was telling, you know, Bill and I were talking this morning. I remember 1992, I was 19 years old when the whole Rodney King thing took place. And so here I am coaching 19 years old, 19 year olds. And this is, you know, kind of happening in a similar way again. And it's unfortunate. But as I said, um, when we act, just like everything else in our program here at Montana State and our football program, it's going to be our students taking the lead 
with our love and support. And so that's kind of what I have to say about that. And uh, I think if there's one takeaway, it's like I said, let's not talk about it. Let's be about it. And I'm not here to, you know, really talk about it anymore. And so um, I know there's probably going to be a follow-up question or two to that. And uh, I understand that. And so, uh, uh, and then anything else that you guys want to get into today, I don't have a lot of time, but I'm more than happy to discuss some of those other things. So with that being said, senior member of the media, I think would be Colton. Well, well Jeff, I, I, would, I do want to ask a follow-up because I think that it's very interesting. A guy like me who was born in McCall, Idaho, and grew up in a town of less than 100 people before we moved to Montana, a guy like you who grew up in St. Mary's, I mean, these are not diverse places, but because of sports, you and I and so many other people have been been around people of all sorts of different backgrounds and races, ethnicities, everything. So what do you think of just the role sports can play uh, in, in this time, just in terms of being sort of an example of the melting pot that we can have, where you can have family that is from completely different sectors of life? Yeah, I think it's uh, it can be a really healing part of this process, and it is a part of the process. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, this is a this is a systemic issue, and it's not just about race; it's about socioeconomic class, it's about politics. I mean, there's so many divergent ways that we can go through this. Um, but I can have a guy like Denver Crone, who lives on a ranch outside of Shoto, Montana, respect, love, and care for his brother in the locker room, Tyrell Thomas from Compton, California. Okay, that doesn't happen anywhere else. That does not happen anywhere else. And I tell our kids this all the time. The reason that we have an obligation to talk about two things in our lot, in our, in our program, because I can't fix everything and nobody can, but the two things that I can control that I have to talk about with our young men, number one is how you treat women. That's, that's the first thing. Okay. You know, make sure they understand that sexual assault has no place in, in our campus community and how this can affect the victims as well as the, the, the alleged perpetrators in our tremendously negative way for the rest of their lives. Okay. And number two is race relations because the most diverse group of young men in, in the entire state of Montana sit right underneath me in our locker room. And if we're going to be great between the white lines, it starts with trust, respect, mutual understanding. Those are the things that we have to focus on. And when we talk about building culture, that's a part of our culture, inclusiveness, respect, uh, having those dialogues about what, your experience is like. I think, you know, Paul retweeted something that one of our student athletes gave a testimonial uh, who's actually down in Florida right now. And I couldn't be more proud of how he approached that. And I think it's exactly what our, our white student athletes from Montana need to hear. This is hey, in a calm, respectful way. This is my experience. This is how it makes me feel. And then we move on from there and start to have a dialogue. And so uh, I think there's a, it has a huge role, but I, I will say this Coulter is like, <laughs> we got to focus on us. Like you asked me what we're going to do. We're going to worry about our locker room. Okay. And you know, one man of character can change a team. One team of character can change a university. One university of character can change a community. One community of character can change a state. That's how it starts. This isn't about looking up at the 30,000 square foot view and saying, we're going to solve all these problems. Let's just look in the mirror and ask, Hey, am I, am I being a person of integrity? Am I treating other people with dignity and respect? Um, am I going reaching across the line and saying, Hey, tell me about your experience. Help me understand what you experience. And that's what this dialogue needs to be. And it needs to start in our locker room. And, uh, and that's what we're focused on and nothing more. Yeah, my only other question is not just necessarily about what's going on the last five or six days or so, but 2020 has been an incredibly tough year. I mean, all the way across the board from Kobe Bryant dying all the way down through the pandemic through now this 
you talk about healing. I know this is a constantly evolving situation. Have you gotten any more optimism since the last time we spoke about uh, the, the, the future of college football? And if so, how much healing do you think can take place both in Montana and, and around the country with you know something like college football that does bring people together? Yeah, I think it's exactly what I just I just dovetails right into what I just spoke about, which is these young men have had a tough year. We need to be there for them. And the first step is for us to start to get together. These, you know, voluntary workouts are probably the most important thing that's happened to these guys in their lifetime right now because they get back to some form of normalcy. Uh, they have an opportunity to interact with their teammates to um, and not just in a vacuum or just in, the, in, in their room looking through a TV screen, but be able to look each other in the eye from six feet apart um, and, uh, and have these conversations and start to feel those human emotions that kind of sometimes get lost uh, through, a, through a computer screen. So uh, again, I really think, at least from my perspective, this is about me taking care of the young men that we love in our program, letting them get together, have these discussions, feeling like normalcy is starting to come around. We're working out, we're doing these things, you know, we can go float the Madison, we can, you know, we can go play fall at the, at the, you know, city park. I mean, little things like that that sound ridiculous, but I know our guys look forward to doing, they now get to do. And so that's part of this healing process is them getting back to what they perceive as their purpose. You talked about, you know, this is a time for you to listen. I think for all of us, as you talked about, I know that you have an open locker room, a lot of dialogue within the locker room, but you foresee uh, when you all get together an opportunity for a formal conversation with some of the members of your team who maybe been more directly uh, uh, affected by everything that's gone on, where they're going to have a platform within the context of the locker room to express themselves and share? Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, our, we have a team meeting on the 14th. Uh, we can't have mandatory workouts until the NCAA says we can. And so everything's voluntary, but we will have a team meeting. Originally, this has been on the calendar since last January. So, uh, we'll have a team meeting on the 14th. Pretty much all of our guys will be back and start with their voluntary workouts on the 15th. We'd have a handful of guys that are here now, but that's really going to be the first opportunity that we have to have everybody here. And I actually love that it's there. I hate that this is happening to our country, but I love that this is a little bit removed from the emotions of what's going on right now because we need to keep this relevant. And I think that's part of our responsibility is when we choose to act, uh, it'll be um, with the benefit of some time, some patience, uh, some conversation and some understanding on uh, the part of the people that really need to understand. So there you go, Jeff Choate uh, uh, addressing all of, uh, well, an array of things uh, re revolving around uh, all that is going on in the country right now, uh, starting, you know, with the, the, the killing of George Floyd and then the protests that uh, are carrying on as we speak uh, around the nation, but what that also means. And I thought what he said there at the end was, was, was pretty interesting. Look, I'm glad that we're, we are certainly going to create a place for this to be a direct topical conversation in there. It's not just going to be quote unquote organic, though it certainly will be that. But I think it's also important to have a structured space in which that can happen. But also, he said, we need to keep this relevant. We need to keep this on the forefront of our minds as a, a team, as a university, as an athletic department in order to. Uh, so, that, so that it just doesn't fade away like it has so many times in the past so that, that you know, presumably, hopefully, so that re real change can take place. And that was the beginning few questions of what was about a 26 or 27-minute call mm -hmm. with Coach Choate 
a lot of which also had to do with Troy Anderson, which we'll get into here in a minute. Right. But it did circle back around to the, the state of affairs in the world at large and in America right now. And I actually thought that Choate made one of the um, one of the most insightful comments I've heard about this whole thing. He said, we need sports back worse than ever right now because sports are the great diversion. A lot of people have hard lives, or even if you don't have a hard life, a lot of people work hard, and they like to decompress by having the release. That is sports. Or we just love being part of a communal event like we do when we cover college athletics. And right. that all of it is so positive. It's so inherently positive, so awesome. But as Choate said, he said, if you could find a silver lining, right now the fact that there is no sports might actually be the only good part about what's happening right now across the country because we're forced to pay attention. Yeah. So often people could deflect, oh, I'm not into politics, I'm not into social issues, I don't say or I don't get into that kind of stuff, I don't have discussions like that, I'm just going to watch the game. Or I'm just going to go to the restaurant. Or uh, None of that stuff is available to us. And I guess we have a little bit of, of availability to go eat out and stuff like that. But the things that have been our distractions to not address the ugly issues that exist in America, by and large, are dissipated and or non-existent right now. You, and you don't have the super wealthy black athlete performing on TV that you can glorify but then also be completely disconnected from. Instead... You have to watch what's happening to our everyday brothers and sisters, no matter what race they are. And I think that that is the one, one of the most poignant things I've heard on it. Not having sports right now, it's horrible what's happening in America right now. But it's making way more people acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that could be the conduit for change. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. It's 2 Tell New Want Us, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, this, what uh, Coach Show just said, was backed up by what would any other day have been the without question, lead story that we would have spent a lot of time on, and we certainly will spend a lot of time on it, and it is that Troy Anderson, uh, freshman of the year, his freshman year in 2017, uh, an all-conference player at multiple positions, an All-American player, uh, really probably at multiple positions, is redshirting this year. Uh, there was question about, you know, what, what, where is he at physically as he was not able to finish the year, uh, and uh, Jeff Choate, went through a number of different steps and and things that have uh, befallen uh, Troy Anderson over the course of these past several weeks. So I'll let him 
explain all of it because I certainly can't because there's a lot to it, and then we'll discuss that after. So here you go, Jeff Choate, with questions and answers about Troy Anderson. Coach, you know, with getting back to football, I know, you know, you're coming off a great year, and, you know, it didn't end the way you wanted for, for Troy Anderson with his injuries. Can you kind of update us on where he stands with coming back from his injuries? Yep, I will. Troy had an injury, lower extremity injury, that uh, um, really happened in the UC Davis game, the second half of the UC Davis game. Um, we sat him out for the Montana game um, with the hopes that he would be ready after, or, you know, if we got the bye, he'd be ready to go for the, for the second round of the playoffs. Didn't respond quite the way we wanted it to. We got him going prior to the, C, or to the uh, Austin P game. He had a setback. He warmed up for the North Dakota State game, but we really probably, I mean, he wanted to go. He's a competitive guy. He wanted to go. I just didn't feel like it was the right thing to do at that point in time. So the information that we had from the physicians were that uh, this would be an injury that would heal with time. It did not require surgery. Okay. He came back from winter break. We were going through some winter conditioning, uh, had kind of a setback again. We went back, got a second opinion. We went as far as to send he and his mom to Vail, Colorado to meet with a specialist physician. Okay. So this is how messed up this has been for Troy Anderson. He goes through this basically two and a half month period of time saying, okay, just give it time. It'll heal. Doesn't heal. We sent him to Vail. Literally, he and his mom are driving up from Denver to Vail and an avalanche closes the highway for 24 hours. They turn around, come back to Bozeman. Okay. About two weeks later, we get him set up with a doctor in Minnesota who's a specialist in his, in his issue. Goes to Minnesota. Okay. All right. Yeah. Here, we finally have some closure. This is what this is going to require. It's going to require surgery. We had the surgery set up for a Thursday. <laughs> Troy comes in and says, Hey, I'm going to miss the Habitat for Humanity trip that we had scheduled to Brazil with 13 of our guys. And I've got a chance to go to, to Hawaii with my family for spring break. And that was right around spring break, about two weeks before spring break. So can I wait till after spring break to get this done? Well, not knowing that COVID was going to be an issue, so long story short, he was going to have a surgery that was going to keep him out. Um, he might have missed some preseason stuff. That surgery because of COVID-19 didn't occur until about two and a half weeks ago. And uh, talking to the doctors, sounds like if we get him back at all, it would be in the playoffs. And so right now the plan is for Troy to redshirt for the, 20, uh, for the 2020 season and complete his eligibility in 2021. And so um, – you want to talk about an entry? I mean, that, I'm giving you the Reader's Digest version of how crazy this whole thing was. And uh, literally, um, that's how COVID in, impacted him. They, uh, because he was out of state, he had to jump through a bunch of hoops, had to get tested for both antibodies and for the diagnostic part of the, of, of the COVID um, virus. Had to wait a period of time before they opened the clinic. Once they opened the clinic, it was another period of time. And so this thing just got drug out. It's something that should have probably happened in early February. That didn't happen until late eight. Well, early May. How do you expect the team to kind of respond without him, you know, on the field there this season? It's, it's clearly Troy Anderson, in my personal opinion, having coached Division One college football for over twenty years, having coached thirty-one first and second round draft picks, he's as talented a football player as I have ever coached. Throw Shaq Thompson in the mix, who is a multi-two-way player, Dante Fowler Jr. I mean, you go, to, you know, I mean, I can go down the list of guys, Shea McClellan, Doug Martin. He's as talented a football player as I have ever coached. If anything, he's underrated. Okay? I think that tells you how deep our team is. So there you go. 
Jeff Choate talking about Troy Anderson and the saga that was, you know, maybe a, a misdiagnosis early on or, or maybe an optimistic diagnosis that turned out not to come to fruition. Then you find out, well, yeah, actually you, you, you should get surgery to resolve this issue. You say, okay, well, let's do it here. And all of a sudden you think you're going to have it done here. You can't do it there. And what was supposed to have been done three months you know, ago in, in February, it takes three months to get it done in May. And that moves back your recovery about three months, which turns out to be a football season. I mean, and that's that is it. It is it's a it's it's pretty remarkable the way that that has gone. Um, it is interesting given the new red shirt rules how this might play out down the stretch of the season. Uh, but also, there is no scenario in which Montana State is in a better situation not having Troy Anderson on the field. Period. See, I disagree. Period, but it has to be a certain delayed gratification to think that he will be on campus and with your football team a year longer than you had originally anticipated, even though that wasn't the goal or necessarily you know the the, the expectation or the desire even to have it. So I guess if there's a silver lining, it's that. Tangibly, you are correct. Troy Anderson is among, if not the most talented players in all of FCS football. Intangibly, though, I think that Troy Anderson, not Troy Anderson the person as a, or Troy Anderson the figure as a player, but Troy Anderson the myth was a distraction for Montana State a year ago. And by distraction, I don't mean that he was some sort of nuisance in the locker room. I just think that the fact that he can do everything, their coaching staff was trying to figure out a way to help him and utilize him to do everything. They became more uniform and more solid on both sides of the football when Troy Anderson was out. First of all, because he's a tremendous leader and captain, and they used it as a rallying cry, and he was still there leading on the sidelines. So we're going to go beat the Grizzlies without Troy. It was an intangible motivation. But also, though, I think that last year, it's my opinion that Montana State, I thought they used Troy Anderson in a phenomenal fashion his sophomore year out of necessity more than anything else. I truly think that they misused him last year offensively. And that's how he got so beat up. Because he didn't get to play in a lot of the misdirection packages or get a lot of the toss sweeps or run the option. He was the Wildcat quarterback. And when he was in the game, people were loading up. And he, I mean, Choate said that the, the specific injury he is recovering from happened in the UC Davis game, which was the last month of the regular season. But he was banged up since the Western Illinois See, game. Th- this is the point that I want to get to. I don't think that he was misused. I think he was, as a requirement of never having been healthy the entire year last right. year, used overused sparingly but in ways anytime he's in he is going to get the ball because he's not going to be in that much because he's not 100 percent. exactly exactly and that's why if you play him more consistently on offense you actually could take some wear and tear off of him because when he's only playing seven to ten plays a game he's getting the ball yeah and he's a beast i mean they did did a little bit of misdirection stuff but like that western illinois game was such a telltale that was the only game troy anderson's ever looked like a mere mortal Mm -hmm. he had seven carries for seven yards why because that was before Tucker Rovick had gained his footing underneath him whatsoever. And so Western Illinois put, uh, this is not a hyperbole, this is not an exaggeration, they put 10 guys in the box when Troy Anderson was in the game. It doesn't matter how tough you are. 10 on one, you're not getting anywhere. Right. 
and even 10 on six when you have the offensive line blocking yeah. for you, whatever. But that was when he first started getting banged up. And I also, man, I know that I am in the huge minority in the state of Montana and around the Big Sky Conference when it comes to this. Troy Anderson's future is as an offensive player. Troy Anderson is a better offensive player than he is a defensive player. He has phenomenal talent on both sides of the ball. He was first team all league without being a first uh, a full-time defensive player a year ago. In his first year playing the position as more than just a spot guy. That's how talented he is. Yeah. I'd never seen a guy that can put his foot in the ground and score a 70-yard touchdown as fast as Troy Anderson. I'd never have. Yeah, I I uh that is that is a stance that I rejected initially and am coming around on. In fact, have come around on in a lot of ways, and and I I'm it, it's like the I'm hard pressed. It's like the you. scout from the Broncos that we sat next to last year said. At the end of the day, the entire point of football is to score more points than the other team. This kid is the best at scoring points I have ever seen. Why wouldn't you let him score points? Who's his best NFL comp? And that's the thing. I was talking with one of my buddies about this the other day. You could call me crazy all you want. He's got more juice than Taysom Hill. I don't know if he does, but he's that's got his more. Best comp. He's got more juice than Taysom Hill, man. He does. He, he's he's not as big as Taysom Hill, but he's not. He, no, Tommy Troy Harris is six four two forty. Taysom Hill six two two twenty five. Taysom Hill is is incredibly muscular. Here's the other part about Troy Anderson redshirt, and, and I know we have to get out because we have to welcome in another Dylan boy, no Chase Fitzgerald next. D- Troy Anderson right now is listed on Montana State's roster six four two forty. Here, but here's the other part about False. here's the other part about Troy Anderson though. Okay, because he played right away as a true freshman, and you have to remember he got hurt the second college football game he ever played mm-hmm. against South Dakota State. Dinged his shoulder, missed two games. Still one freshman of the year. But he's been he's been battling an ailing shoulder since the first couple weeks of his college football career. Because of that, he had to have offseason shoulder surgery. He's been nursing that thing back to health multiple times. Because of that, he's never got to spend a full year in a weight room. This is more than just about recovery. This is about peaking at the right time. This is about maximization. Say Troy Anderson was a, had the true ability to not play any football for a year. He's gotten bigger without being able to really train hard every year for three years. Imagine what that guy looks like if you lock him in the weight room as a 21-year-old and he has a chance to go have himself a redshirt year. Yep. I mean, he's going to come out looking like even more of a Greek guy than he already does. And so, I don't know. I, I think that he, he's one of the most endlessly fascinating characters we have ever had the pleasure to cover. He's absolutely, when Choate says he's the most talented football player he's ever coached. High praise. But it's also true, man. Yeah, yeah, I've never yeah. seen anybody like him. He has no comp. He has no comp. And that's why, at the end of the day, when we talk about the, the, the kid himself, I'm so happy for him that he might have a chance to finally get healthy because he's been doing all of this without being fully healthy, without being fully trained. If he could have his peak physical conditioning and his peak health, man, he's going to be lights out. Six four two thirty three on the website. There you go. I mean, okay, so he's seven, seven less. Yeah, I think the six four is a little on the generous side, but also uh, Taysom Hill six two two thirty five, so very comparable. And he is the be- that is that is that's the guy. Like that's the guy. If you look at the NFL, that Troy Anderson most is like to me. That's him. And where does he play? Well, everywhere on the offense. Two tell new one is one two nine ESPN Radio. Quick break on the other side. Jace Fitzgerald, a Dylan product, going to play for Montana State. Family ties playing football all over the state of Montana. We'll talk to him about his commitment to the Cats right after this. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. 
From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. It's the time of year when kids who uh, are finishing or have just finished their uh, high school season start thinking about their college careers, even though they got a year left. Uh, this is where the recruiting hits heading into the senior year. And we are happy once again to uh, be joined by one such player and student. It is uh, We head to the Rage Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in Jace Fitzgerald out of Dillon, Montana. He's going to play football for the Montana State Bobcats. Join his brother over there on the Bobcats. Jace, great to be with you, man. Thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good, man. We appreciate the time here. Uh, there's a bunch of different things that we got to get to, but here's the thing that I want to know. You got... You got a bunch of football players all over your family. Your dad, your uncle, your brother, yourself. You got a couple of Grizzlies in there in the older generation. Your brother went to Montana State. Now you're going to Montana State. What was the thing for you where you said, yeah, the Bobcats posed Montana. That's where I want to go. You know, I just don't think I could have uh, passed up the opportunity to play football with my uh, older brother. I, he just means everything to me. So I, I didn't think I could pass that up. And I thought MSU was a great fit for me. They have a great culture. I just uh, wanted to become a Bobcat. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't like your brother. That's a good thing. Coulter and I got brothers. They're our best friends. But did you ever think, man, wouldn't it be great to run my brother over in an actual football (laughs) game? Maybe I should go somewhere else and try and take him out. You know what I mean? Get a tackle or something. I don't know. He's a he's kind of a load, so it'd be pretty he's hard to of, run him over. He's a, he's a big a guy. See, that's right, Jason. This is it's Coulter Nuance, by the way. Thanks so much for communicating with me, man. Thanks so much for joining us. But this is what Ryan's not getting here, right, is that nobody runs R.J. Fitzgerald over, right? R.J. runs everybody else over. Yeah, that's kind of his uh, M.A. <laughs> well, so, so talk about that element of it, though. It's, it's been very interesting to watch your brother develop because I know that uh, coming out of high school maybe had uh, some dreams to play on the other side of the rivalry but then found this great fit at Montana State. And you know, if you watch the details of the game, you know R.J. doesn't necessarily touch the ball a bunch, but he, he smashes a lot of heads. He's a key element in the run game. He plays a lot of snaps, and then he is a physical blocker. But just the way that Montana State operates their program in general, it seems as if – if you got specific skills, they'll find a way to use you. They play more guys every Saturday than almost any team in the Big Sky Conference. No matter what your skill set is, seems like you have a chance to earn some snaps. Was that influential in your decision as well? The fact that you, know, you have a feeling that they might be able to put you in the right spot? It was a big thing. You know, I, I don't really know what I'll play yet there. Uh, it's kind of up in the air still, just kind of see where I develop, which I, I like because, you know, they're not giving up on, you know, one side of the ball. They're keeping everything open in, in terms of what position I play. 
Chase Fitzgerald joining us. He's a Dillon High School football player going to go play uh, for Jeff Chode at Montana State in a year from now. We've got a year left there at, uh, at Dillon. But I, I want to ask you, too, we just got through talking about uh, a pretty outstanding Dillon football product in Troy Anderson. And I'm wondering – at the high school level, as you're coming up through there, you know you're a young guy. Uh, you were, but your brother was playing, you know, with Troy uh, at Dillon. Certainly, how much has he influenced kids in the Dillon community and in Dillon football about, uh, you know, aspirations where they could go in terms of Montana or Montana State or elsewhere, and just the type of uh, a, a player that he is. What kind of legacy has he left for you guys? You know, he's just a he's a tremendous guy and. Everybody looks up to him now, and Dylan, he's just a phenomenal person, both on and off the field. Uh, you know, he's really been a, a, a guy that, you know, people look up to in, in terms of what it, what it means to be a, a good person and a, a great football player. And I think he was just influential in wanting to play with them. Not just Troy Anderson, though, as far as guys that have come out of Dillon. I mean, Dillon has produced so many dudes over the last 15 or 20 years on both sides of the rivalry, honestly. But as of late, so often, those guys have become Bobcats, whether it's your brother or you know the Folsom brothers or a variety of other guys that have taken their talents to Montana State. I know your sister actually even played Montana State basketball for a little while. Taking their talents, as, huh? As we well. Gonna, we're going to channel LeBron here? <laughs> but, but, I mean, what, what's the transition like? Because it seems like the Dillon football program, which has always been about you know the brotherhood, the family, the element of it playing together playing for the name on the front seems so similar to what montana state's going on do you see the parallels i do i see a lot of you know things that are in common you, you know just wanting to to be a great team together and try to make a bond that will last a lifetime do you have any idea what it, on the academic side of things is it that you want to study or what you're looking at you know going into it at nmsu uh, I think I'm going to try to major in uh, biochem with a, a track to go into pre-med and become an eye doctor. I mean, that's my ultimate goal. Whether that happens or not is another thing, but I think I'll start with that and see kind of where it takes me. Well, when you get all finished up with school, you become an eye doctor, give me a call because I'm always going to need one. My doc in Bozeman used to tell me I'm the blindest guy in all the Gallatin Valley, and I don't know if it's ever going to get any better, so you might have at least one patient if when you, you get if there. If you pull the short straw, you might have to write your dissertation on cultures. <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> You mentioned the Montana State. You don't really know necessarily what position you're going to play. I know you've played as some receiver on offense and, and maybe a little, a little running back as well, but also I played linebacker and a couple other positions on defense too. Is there a position you're the most comfortable in or a one that maybe you, you, sit, you think you have an inside track in when you, when you make the transition to the college level? You know, I, I honestly think I'm most comfortable at safety. I, I've played it the last two years, but I think there's a lot of parallels between playing safety and outside linebacker. So I think outside linebacker would be a, a spot that I would hopefully do well at if I were to play that position in college. Well, from my, as I said, blind eyes, I'll tell you that I, I well, the first time I saw you play, I thought you looked like an outside linebacker as well, so that could be a great fit. Talk to us about the Montana scene right now because 
Montana State, it seems like they have all the momentum in the world in almost every element of this thing, not just in athletics, but in academics as well. I mean, enrollment's booming. Bozeman is through the roof in terms of growth and development. Uh, they just broke ground on the new athletic facility attached to Bobcat Stadium. You got four wins over the Grizzlies in football in a row. Uh, won the Brawl of the Wild Trophy for the fourth year in a row. And now this last week or so, four commits from in, in the state of Montana, committed to Montana State. And that makes it five total for Montana State and none yet for Montana. When you heard guys like you know, Eli Abbey, who I know you squared off with when you guys played Laurel in the semifinals last year, or you know, some of these other guys from around the state of Montana, did that have an influence, or is that is that kind of a tipping point in terms of the timing of when you made your decision? Um, honestly, I, I didn't really know. It. When those guys were commit, I was going to make my decision by the end of May regardless. Um and it was great to find out that uh, I'd have some pretty good prestigious players from Montana uh, taking their talents there. So it was just cool to find out that we'd be able to play together and, you know, hopefully do something down the road. Well, I know you got family members that played on the other side of the rivalry and during the glory days of the Grizzlies as well. Greg and Pat Fitzgerald, both prominent members on some pretty good Montana Grizzly football teams. And I know, you know, like you said, you're playing with your brother now, and it seems like you guys have really made the transition to becoming a blue and gold family. But initially, what was that like when your brother went to play for the Cats? And, and what do you think, you know, maybe having some Grizzly roots, but now uh, transitioning and going to play in Bozeman for your college career? You know, it was definitely weird. I, I grew up a Grizz fan my whole life, and you know, that first Bobcat game felt a little weird, but, you know, I, I kind of fell in love with going to that stadium and, you know, just watching games in that atmosphere. It's really cool. What kind of trees are they cutting down where you are? <laughs> uh, Jason, is it a Ponderosa pond? You got a spruce? You got a Doug fir? What's going on over there? I, I don't really know. I don't know what kind of you know trees we got here okay. it, sounds, it sounds like a racetrack maybe in the background yeah, maybe, you got the tracks somebody's, somebody's oh flying a... it's uh so, someone's weed eating, someone's ah, weed eating. I'm, I'm trying to move I'm, I'm trying to move away from them but they just keep coming towards me <laughs> hey you wouldn't be in dillon montana if people weren't working in some form right, or fashion right. right hey jace man we appreciate sure. your time we wish you the best at montana state and obviously in this upcoming year uh in dylan as well we appreciate you taking the time out and joining us all right man all right thank you thanks for having me on you bet jace Fitzgerald, future cat currently trying to avoid getting his ankles whipped by the weedy yeah, the dylan kids can take it bad news right there that thing really that's a gas powered only in dylan got it 85 horsepower weed whacker you know what i mean i, I, I tell you what though there's <laughs> been there's been a lot of small towns in montana that have produced a lot of great players and we used to have similar dynamics when you talk about you know, great falls cmr but they've taken a little step back you know, held the capital but even those programs you'd always find a couple kids that maybe couldn't acclimate to the to the division one level for whatever reason it might have been i'll tell you man there's been 12 15 kids that come out of dillon over the last 10 or 12 years. And I'm not saying they can't miss like they're all going to become Troy Anderson All-Americans. Sure. But these kids are can't miss, man, in terms of like what they bring to your team. Do you, know, do you know why, Coulter? I think it has a lot to do with the culture of the town of Dillon in general. Nope. 
I also think it has a lot to do with the culture of the football program. No. I, t- I think it has a lot to do with the pride that they take in athletics. No. And I have. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that it's a working-class town and kids come to Montana State knowing how to work. None of that matters. Tell me about it. The taco truck in Dillard <laughs> is just killer, man. It I mean, is. the best burritos you can get, the best tacos you can get. You, you load up on that four or five days a week. D1. Done. Done. I, I really do think there's a real factor, though, in... First of all, Dillon has among the highest qualities of life of any of the small towns oh, in man, Montana. It's spectacular. It's a great Dillon. place. It's, oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's a cool town. Yep. But also, I think the fact that Montana Western has produced so many great teachers. Mm. I mean, most of the teachers in Montana went to Western. And then most of the best teachers that love Dillon stay there. Yeah. And so you have this continuity of the education system with the sports programs. And, I mean, you can't disregard continuity in the coaching, though, too. Yeah. I mean, Terry Thomas and then Rick Nordahl, those guys are – they're – they're awesome. Those guys could coach high school football anywhere in the country, yeah. and they've chosen to make their homes in Dillon, Montana. And it's no it's no surprise to me that this little 5,000-person town is just like this Division One football factory. Um, we're going to do a Wing It Wednesday. Coulter's got some questions for you. We're going to send you to the Desperado Sports Tavern for Wings. So give us a call and uh, get yourself ready for some trivia. 361-3688. 361-3688. Eight eight the phone number there so get in here right now and we'll, we'll do a wing it Wednesday anecdotally though Coulter I've said this before but this also I think highlights part part of this to me uh, when you talk about Dylan Montana Western is there Montana Western obviously uh, a great sports school as well in the Frontier Conference and uh, Montana Western a good friend of mine played football for Montana Western so mm. I went to watch uh, one of his football games a couple years back and it was. Towards the end of the season, cold, baby. No soccer there. It was cold out there in Dillon. And Dillon was in the playoffs. So now what you have is a scheduling conflict because they play on the same football field. And normally it would be a Friday night Dillon high school game and then a Saturday day Montana Western game. Dillon's in the playoffs, hosting a playoff game. You know what happened? Montana Western, the college team, gets bumped. They got to play now a night game. And the day game, the normal slot, goes to the Dillon High School football team. That's how seriously they take it there. And that's not to say that they don't take the Western football team seriously. Certainly they do. But this is a thing where that high school program, man, it it, it has been it's established, it's been there a long time, and it has been great for years, for decades. And so uh, people care greatly about it, and I think that you know is, is reflective of that in that story. And the fact that Montana's that Montana State head coach Jeff Choate is a Montana Western alum, and then he hired former Montana Western head coach B.J. Robertson as his director of high school operations. The fact that offensive line coach Brian Armstrong went to Montana Western. All of it, yep. They're all friends with all the teachers and coaches around the state. That's, That's right. why they're kicking Montana's butt in recruiting in state, and have been. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, the weekend is here, and I am so pumped to get out in the yard and pick up all of that dog poop, said no one ever. Look, if accumulating dog waste has you feeling down in the dumps, call Montana Pooper Scoopers. That's right. Montana Pooper Scoopers offers one-time and weekly dog waste removal services for your businesses, for families, and you can do it at a price that anyone can afford. Whether you've got three Great Danes or just one Chihuahua, Montana Pooper Scoopers is up for the job. Put down the bag and go online. Visit MontanaPooperScoopers.com and enjoy your extra free time. Right now, you mentioned this ad. You get 25 bucks off your initial services. 361 3688 Wing It Wednesday next 
Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas. Want some wings to the Desperado? Give us a call. 361-3688. 361-3688. Get your wings. Get you set up. Best wings in the city of Missoula. You look good to get over there. Get yourself a burger. Get some wings. Maybe a cold one. You know? Nice little deal you got yourself there. Two Tell Nuanas. ESPN Radio. If you want to find us on the social medias, feel th- free at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT. Uh, Coulter, this uh, this just came across the Twitter feed earlier today, at least mine, that I saw earlier today, uh, but excited about this. I don't know when the official uh, you know announcement or allowance of, of having games, formal games in the city of Missoula came from the city health department, but it did. Because initially, the Montana, uh, the, the Missoula Mavericks, excuse me, couldn't host games. In fact, they couldn't even host their Memorial Day tournament. They did that in Bozeman. Tonight, Lindborg Craig Field, 7 o'clock, the first baseball game in the city of Missoula is going to be played. The uh, Missoula Mavericks double-A team against the Bitterroot Red Sox, 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, this makes me happy. I'm excited about this. I believe the Mavs are 4-3 and three on the season, uh, if I recall correctly. But good news and uh, and baseball to be played. So, you know, go over there. Keep your distance from one another. Stand on the fence line. Go to the game. Sit in the bleachers, whatever it is. But uh, enjoy a little baseball because it's actually being played. And uh, I don't know if there's any place else that that's happening, man, uh, out there in the world. So that's uh, that's pretty cool and worth noting and talking about a little bit. We, I was in communication with several people that are involved heavily in the Missoula Mavericks. We sponsor the Missoula Mavs here at ESPN, and uh, we have several people that are close to our broadcasting group that uh, have kids involved. But I also have a couple buddies that 
you know, played Mavs that are on the board of directors, and everybody was pretty upset that Montana was, or not that Montana, that Missoula was the one place in Montana where baseball was not being allowed to be played, and now we have it, and that's a good thing. And uh, the Mavs, they're off to a four and five start right now, but that's all on the road. Four and five, my bad. And so uh, now they have a chance to play some home games, but uh, we will. We'll get Brent Hathaway in here at some point, and uh, Coach Hath is always a great guy to talk baseball about. He's like they always, like the cliche goes, he's forgotten more about baseball than we'll ever know. He taught me architecture in seventh grade. That's, I mean, he taught me math. I'll never forget the Venn diagram I made all about uh, the difference between West Coast and East Coast rap. <laughs> And him trying to uh, decipher my horrific handwriting. What, what's going on? I think on? he called him uh, Puffy Duffy because uh, yeah. I had a bubble that was Puff Daddy. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Orr. It was supposed to be Dr. Dre. Uh, handwriting issues have plagued me for, right. Let's be for clear. a long, this, long time. Reese is, loves this. This is not a representation of Brent Daggers. Hathaway's no, 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 no. Of, of hip-hop. It is no, no. your inability to write English language. Because well, remember, yeah. you, have to, you still have to write on the... the the, what do they call them? The clear things that you put on the projector? Like yeah, the, clear the overhead sheets, projectors. The overhead yep, projectors, yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Back when back when times were good. Uh, boys, we should find that. And girls, we're up against it. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. Uh, we're up against it on the hour. So we will I will ask it Brian and or a caller. If you call, we'll have a little bit of time in the next segment. So yep. give us a call right now. Tell them our new number. I still don't have it down. 361-3688. Okay, give us a call. We can get you Wing It Wednesday in before we share our interview with Craig Haley for the ESPN Roundtable. And if not, if we don't have any callers, then I'll have, uh, I'll have Ryan show off his trivia answering chops. I don't like this at all. But we want to give you the Desperado Wing, so give us a call right now. Uh, 361-3688. Hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. Craig Haley, our ESPN Roundtable. Hey, boys and girls, summer is here. Sure feels like it. Get out of the house and play some golf. Where should you go? How about picturesque Canyon River Golf Club? Canyon River Golf Club boasts a pristine 18-hole championship course sitting along the Clark Fork River there in East Missoula. Absolutely beautiful. It's un- you know, it's amazing. It's like seven minutes drive, you know, from, from Missoula to get out there. Yeah. But you are in a whole different world. You know, it's so so pretty in the, in the canyon like that. The course perfectly manicured the greens rolling beautifully and they are uh, open for business they also have the fin cycles hey man you want to have some fun get yourself on the fin cycle you can say socially distanced you go even fast i mean that thing moves quick those 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 golf cart motorcycles they got out there and it is one of if not the most beautiful course in 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 the state i mean it is spectacularly set up and a lot of fun elevated tee boxes on a couple of par threes some some water challenges few things out there for you and it is it is beautiful it's one of my favorite courses uh personally i love going out there anytime that i can it is meticulously manicured and it is perfect shape they give you the challenge and the fun you're looking for online canyonrivergolfclub.com you can book your tee times right there on the web okay and you will save a ton of money doing it. CanyonRiverGolfClub.com. Go book your tee times. Get yourself set up with that. You've been cooped up for too long. This spring, this early, late winter, no good. Okay, get out, play some golf. Go to Canyon River Golf Club. Do it right now. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.